This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with me, Nat, and Big Hair Justin. How are y'all doing? You need to definitely, definitely make sure you watch this episode on video so you can check out Justin's <laughs> hair. You know what they say, Big Hair don't care. And <laughs> You got big hair, too, so. Yes, I know, but That's I always true. have big hair. That's true. Um, Justin got a little fro. What made you switch up the hair, Justin? You got a hot date? I'm just, nah, I'm just in between styles right now. Probably. <laughs> Ooh, y'all hear that? In between styles. <laughs> y'all probably do my hair uh, in the next few days or something. You go you go to someone to do your hair, Justin? It depends. If it's braids, yeah. If it's like a two-strand twist, I just do it myself. Oh, you know how to do the two-strand twist? So when you have a daughter, you'll be able to do her hair. Yeah, depending on the style. (laughs) (laughs) We might just be brushing and ponytailing it. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, yes, you have very nice, healthy hair, Justin. It's looking good. Thank you. Thank you. Trying. Trying. You're very welcome. (laughs) All right, y'all. But for real, let's get into it. The Warriors, Justin, so far are undefeated in the preseason 3-0. They have now played the Lakers twice, once at Chase, the other in the cursed, cursed, what's the name of that arena now? TheCrypto.com. I just can never do it. In the cursed Staples Center. (laughs) And uh, then they played the Kings, went to overtime, but won. Mm -hmm. They are 3-0. And there's a lot. There's a lot to get into. Um, so where would you like to begin, Justin? Would you like to begin with the fact that everybody's jumping on your year three leap take for both Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody? Do you want to start there or do you want to start somewhere else? You know, it's all um, up to you. <laughs> I mean, we can start there. We can start there. Like I, I've been, I've been telling people, and then I mean, there's other takes that I've had over the summer that we have to wait on and see. But um, you feeling yeah. good about them? Feeling good about them. Okay. Feeling good about them. Feeling well, let's start with Kaminga because I do think he's been in an off season. Well, not an off season because we're in the preseason now, but in a preseason where people were so focused on what Chris Paul was going to look like with the Warriors, Jonathan Kaminga has stolen the show in this preseason, right? Like. Mm-hmm. He is putting up 
astronomical numbers. And to me, they are numbers that are going to have to force the Warriors to consider playing him a good chunk of minutes, you know, if it continues like that. And yes, 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 we all get it. It's preseason. But I mean, he's scoring close to 30 um, efficiently. He's knocking down some threes. His free throws could get a little better. But overall, he's been attacking. We need to get those rebounds up some. But he's been playing well, Justin. He's been playing well. Um, And, I mean, the Warriors need that. Now, obviously, he's probably playing more right now than he would once they start because we know the starters and everyone are going to play more minutes. But if he's giving you this kind of production and output, he should be having the same amount of minutes that Jordan Poole was having last year, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a few, probably like a week ago, I made the comparison to him, I mean, of him to Jordan and Chris Paul to Otto Porter. Um, I think that's just kind of like the dynamic that's going to be at play for this team to be the most successful, where Chris Paul kind of just sets the table for Kaminga, but Kaminga is the the ceiling raiser, um, young piece that can just do things that other people on the team can't do and that it kind of fills a need for the team. And, um, yeah, probably somewhere around 20-ish minutes a game when the entire team is healthy and, and playing and then pushing up 30-ish when somebody's out is probably, like, the sweet spot for him right now. Yeah, so, I mean, what kind of um, output – if he's playing somewhere in that range, are you expecting from him in terms of points? What is he averaging? What is his stat line looking like? Mm-hmm. I think he'll be somewhere around 13, 14 a game. Um, you know, I mean, you can try to, I guess, uh, translate that to like per 36, something like 20-ish or something a game. Like like kind of like how Jordan was doing. Like when he played with the starters and played starters minutes, he usually put 20, 20 plus up. And if he was playing off the bench – um it was closer to like 14 13 but in a limited you know span against second units and stuff like that and if he's playing well he'll play more minutes probably finish some games and stuff like that so the sky's the limit for him he's still really young so he makes young guy mistakes still he's had a few of those in the preseason but I think overall you got to be happy with the ceiling that you can see on him like it's already jumping off the page athleticism um, attacking the paint, getting free throws. That's another huge thing that Jordan brought that Kaminga can now bring. Um, and just offensive versatility as a scorer, as a screener, just other things. And they call fouls for him. So that's why we yeah. need him to make them. Yeah. I mean, you got you got to call fouls. He's such a physical specimen. Like he's 6'8", 6'9", like 210-ish. Um, kind of wiry, but still strong and super explosive. And then once you run in transition, guys can't stay in front of him. And if they do stay in front of him, he's kind of like going through your chest. So you kind of you got to foul. Like he's just too explosive. Uh, so yeah, he's going to get it. He's going to draw a ton of free throws, um, and they're going to be authentic. Like they're going to be because guys can't physically match him. Either they're too slow or they're too weak. So uh, yeah, he's going to be a high free throw rate type of guy for sure. Love that for us. All right. <laughs> love that for him and love that for the team and love that for us the fans who watch um so i saw like um some takes on twitter x whatever but i've seen a few of them so like one was um you know being like see this is why i'm not sold on us needing chris paul or blah 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 the the 
the, you know, basically the moves they made because like, look at how John Bickerman is playing now. So it's just like, he doesn't need all this. Chris Paul's going to raise his level. They don't need that. And I was just like, hmm, I don't think that the way he's playing right now doesn't mean that Chris Paul won't still elevate him even more. Um, I think people need to remember that this is the preseason. And when like games are real, it'll be harder competition out there. He'll be defended differently. It's his first year, not his first year, but like if he does continue like this, this will kind of be like his leap, his breakout year. So it'll be interesting to see how teams guard him. Whereas like, you know, with Jordan Poole that first year, the second year they came back and now teams were like, you know, scheming for him a little bit more. So um, I expect, you know, Jonathan coming good to like perform well, but I still expect Chris Paul to to elevate him. I don't think that those are like, mutually exclusive things definitely not and like you just said it's preseason they've given him a super long leash like to iso all he wants and so many plays have run through him his usage is kind of through the roof right now and he's had a few turnovers you know his decision making needs to improve you know like i said he's a young guy like he gets a little bit bolstered sometimes and and tries to isolate players he probably shouldn't in in that moment so having Chris Paul definitely will uh, reel him in a little bit and have him be put in more advantageous situations more often. So that he doesn't her. feel the need to go ISO like that. Yeah. And just someone to tell him like, yo, you probably shouldn't isolate Anthony Davis on the block. Like that's not going to go well. You probably shouldn't try to ISO LeBron. Like, um, I mean, you can try him, but we can probably get a better shot, stuff like that. Like there's been a few instances where he goes, kind of like a bull in the china shop and just like loses the ball a little bit and stuff like that so i think chris paul is going to help with that and like chris paul has been largely saying for the training camp media and stuff like that like he's there to help the entire team he's not necessarily there just to help kaminga like obviously that's a huge thing that he can do um and that can be a piece that swings the ceiling of the team but the team in general needs additional ball handling like kaminga or not we saw last year in the playoffs kaminga wasn't even playing and they needed someone who can handle the ball and run an offense outside of Steph Curry. Like once he sat, the offense went down the drain because guys just weren't playing well who were supposed to be in that role. So like the team needs a Chris Paul type of player. You know, we've seen pods do it in the, in the preseason, but he's a rookie. Um, they need ball handling outside of Steph. That's just something that's apparent, right? Like is is it is clear as day so whether Kaminga is there playing with Chris Paul or or sitting on the bench or Chris Paul starts or whatever the case may be he isn't really tied to Kaminga's minutes they still need Chris Paul so that's what I have to say about that yeah well you brought up ceilings and so there was another tweet um and I think you and I both engaged with it and we had slightly different takes but nonetheless we both disagreed with the person's tweet Um, and it was about the fact that like, based on watching, um, Chris Paul only raises the Warriors floor and not their ceiling. And so I think you responded and were like, he raises the floor and ceiling. I responded and I was just like, well, I don't really see the issue with that. Even if that's true, because the Warriors ceiling was always championship, like with their core, it was always championship. So it's not like they had a ceiling that was low. Their ceiling was a championship. Um, And I said, I think the bigger issue that needed to be raised was the floor anyway, more so than their ceiling. So if that's true and he's raising their floor, that is a 
good thing. Um, so I didn't really even see the issue with that, even if that was the takeaway. So I don't know if I agree that he only raises the floor, but I just, even if that were true, I think that's a good thing. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're correct. Like this team's floor last year was so, was so low. Um, it was, it was starters or bust. It was Steph or bust pretty much where this year they have so many more options, uh, especially outside of the starting lineup that can help ease the load for their starters. So those guys are fresh in the playoffs and those guys ultimately are the team ceiling, right? The, 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 the five that we know, you know, very specific matchups can give them issues in different ways. So you need players who can fill in for one of the starters based on matchup. And that ultimately raises the team ceiling. Like we saw in 2022, they had the same starting five. Jordan came in when they needed additional ball handling and offense Gary came in when they needed additional athleticism on the perimeter and defense. And Otto came in when they needed a front court player that can make shots and stretch the defense out in a way that Looney and Draymond can't. So he could play with Looney or Draymond. Whereas this year, they have Chris Paul in that Jordan pool role as far as ball handling goes. Gary is still Gary. Kaminga is more so that front court player that can finish plays and Dario Kanda as well. So they just have those same options, but you it is absolutely necessary that you have that ball handling option. Right. It might not be the best option against a team like the Lakers with a ton of defense and size um, on their front line and on their perimeter as well. But you can absolutely use him against a team like Dallas or like um, uh, Memphis or something like that, where you just want some extra offense out there because Memphis's defense on the interior is a little bit too much to handle um, with just Steph as your as your primary ball handler. So it's just different matchups that's going to work. And they have different options. That's all I really, really need um, is options outside of their starters. So that's that's why I think Chris Paul, along with Gary, along with Kaminga, along with Sarge, raises their floor, especially in the regular season. But it also raises their ceiling because it gives them different options for different matchups in the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've liked everything that I've seen so far from um, Kaminga in the in the preseason and I think it bodes well for how the Warriors year is looking so really excited and happy for him he seems to also be in a good place excuse me sorry about that which is important right because we've heard mixed things about him but he seems to be in a good place team seems to be pleased with him I would say by the way they're sort of centering him and focusing on him in this preseason that is an indication of that they plan to utilize him um in the regular season so these are all like really good things and and positives um in terms of you talked about some things you know his decision decision-making, you know, that needs to improve some other things. Anything else you see that should be a focus for him or that he should be working on? I know I mentioned rebounding. I still think he needs to grab some more boards, but anything else? Um, Defensive attention. Like he's one of the, I think, and I think it all ties in together. Like he'll try to make a play offensively and he's so hell bent on making that play that if it doesn't go right, like he turns it over or misses a shot or doesn't, doesn't get a foul call. He has a tendency to like redirect that aggression towards a singular point on the on a defensive end. Like he's like, I'm just going to get it back all in this possession. I'm going to pick this guy's pocket or I'm going to strap him down. And then he might lose sight on like, oh, his man is actually behind him or something like that. So he's kind of laser focused a little bit too much on defense at times when he's off the ball. Um, so that's the only thing that I think 
defensively he needs to really work on. I I like the way he's been crashing. Like I think in general, um, teams shoot so many jump shots that it's just hard to like really get in there and grab as much rebounds. Grabbing them rebounds. I want to hear that, Justin. But pause is a, the thing is pause is a guard. So like he can he can track down the the far rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so many more long rebounds in today's NBA because guys are shooting so many threes that it's harder for bigs to get like as many rebounds as they used to, unless you're Kavari. <laughs> unless you're Looney, but he he just grabs everything. But um yeah, I think defensive attentiveness, that's one thing. And and then like offensive uh pace, decision making, stuff like that. But I think Chris Paul is gonna help with the offense and Draymond is gonna make sure that he's where he's supposed to be on defense. So I think it's not really going to be that much of an issue. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, I think it's only right that Kaminga got his own time and his own special, personal, only Kaminga segment. Because like I said, he's been the star. He's been the the story of the Warriors preseason. In my opinion, I think he's been the story of the preseason. But he is not the only player who's been playing well. So let's, 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 let's talk about some more of them. Let's talk about your boy, your boy, Moody. Let's get into Moses Moody, Moody Moses. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about Moses Moody because he has been also um, pretty efficient. Um, Just Mm -hmm. all around good play from him. Um, And it's also a good sign because he was another person we were relying on and felt it necessary to take a year three leap. So it's Mm -hmm. looking like he's on track to do the same. What are you seeing from Moses that you really like? Um, Steadiness, consistency. Like, I mean, his nickname is stay ready for a reason. He doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) He don't really play outside of himself. Like he doesn't do anything like the, the things that, Kaminga can do sometimes getting himself in trouble, like trying things. It's part of the reason why Kaminga is, you know, such has such a high ceiling, but it's on the opposite end. Moody reels himself in a lot more, which is a part of the reason why his floor is so high. That's why he got playoff minutes and he doesn't really hurt you when he's when he's playing in high leverage moments. Um, I would like to see him explore his own skill set a little bit more in certain situations, right? I think sometimes he might drive or he'll do the D Lee thing where he'll like pump fake and drive a little bit. And he's, he'll think to himself, I probably can't finish his layup. So he dribbles back out and passes it, which kind of eats some clock. And I think he's talented enough to, you know, try some things, but other than that, just stays ready. Like hits open shots, doesn't shoot bad shots on defense. Three's looking good. Like I've been said, I think his mechanics and like his mentality, I think he'll be hovering around 40%, probably at his at his best. You know, he should be around 40% this year with the looks that he's going to get. Um, running in transition, active on defense, active hands. So, I mean, I think he's he's an underrated defender. I think he's going to surprise some people this year defensively with the things that he can do. He's kind of like an Andre disciple with how he uses his hands. So, um, yeah, he's just been solid. Like, that's just the name of the game with Moses Moody, just very solid. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Moody. He deserves that. Um, and I mean, honestly, he's been showing, he's been showing now for the past two seasons that he can contribute and help. It was really, mm-hmm. really ridiculous that he wasn't having more time. So we're not going to rehash all of that. It's a new season, but um, Moses Moody, Moody Moses, 
looking good, <laughs> looking good. Stay ready, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> so while Corey Joseph has been out, Pods is like, mm, y'all need to take a look at me. <laughs> and that's going to become an interesting conversation because he played very well, very well in the preseason. Mm. Yeah, he's been hooping. He's so he's really smart, really smart, really skilled. Um, I think the most that's been on was been on display is his feel for the game. I know Kerr loves that term, feel for the game, because um, his shot still is coming along. I think he's been more focused on getting everybody else involved rather than hunting his own shot. Right. So it's kind of affected his rhythm a little bit, but he gets in the paint whenever he wants to. And once he gets in there, he's not rushed. He's not panicky. Makes he makes the right plays. Yeah. yeah, makes good decisions, fakes passes, and then throws the pass to an open guy, manipulates defenses. So he's great rebounder. He, yeah, he does it all. Like I, I put on the timeline, I think maybe a, a two weeks ago or something like that. I think his ceiling is somewhere like a like a D'Lo Dante kind of hybrid, where he just Dante grabs a bunch of rebounds, scrappy, not super super duper athletic, but um, a little quick strong isn't afraid to take charges get his nose dirty and then delo the way he kind of snakes pick and rolls and can manipulate defenses and lefty jump shooter i think that's pod ceiling which is a really good player if he's if he's that right so um i'm been super impressed with him so far yeah and you know what i like he has the right mindset you know he's like i'm here to be a role player i'm here to essentially mm-hmm. you know he's saying the right things and understands what he's supposed to be on this team and that's definitely a good thing. You know, I know that's how everybody expected Jonathan Kaminga to be. And I maintain that I didn't expect Jonathan Kaminga to have that mindset. Like you're a lottery pick. Mm-hmm. You fell. Like you're, you have the potential to be an all-star level player in this league. Like, no, he's not going to expect, he's not going to have the same mindset as Pods, but Pods has a really good mindset. Um, he wants to win. So, um, all good things. Something else that I've really enjoyed about the preseason is that like a lot of these games have been won with these guys, right? Like in the second game with the Lakers, it was our bench. It was the young guys who basically like plus GP two, but came in and sort of was just like, all right, like they were maintaining leads. They were growing leads. They, um, you know, got us back into games I mean they've been tremendous and I get it again it's preseason but it's like that's just like a refreshing thing to see you know for us we know how it goes with the Warriors so um that was definitely a welcome sight and um Gary Payton the second being healthy is a welcome sight and like him I mean there's lots of little duos and connections you're seeing but like I like the GP2 and pods on the court together. They're both like, you know, instant impact guys. They come in there and they're disruptive and they just impact the game. And I've enjoyed watching that. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing preseason is good for other than obviously guys building a rhythm is it's kind of showing you how deep your team could be like potentially. Um, I mean, I've been on record saying, I think the Warriors have the deepest team of any contender in the league. Um, I think they have legitimately 10 guys that can play in a playoff game and make a positive impact. And then now we're seeing with pods and TJD, like potentially two more guys, at least in a regular season that can be major positive impact players. So that was a hallmark of the 2022 team. If you look up and down that roster, 
the on-off net ratings or the, the the on-court net ratings for like 10, 12 guys was positive. That's unheard of, right? You never see that many guys on a team get on the court and win their minutes. And that's why they won 53 games, even with their team pretty much not being healthy all season. So I think they'll have a similar level of depth this year. And um, it's just showing in how they're closing these games out with two-way players and rookies and and beating other teams, rotational players and stuff like that. So uh, super excited, I mean, for Pods and for Trace. For sure. Traces look good, too. I, I, you know, I feel like he's a little bit more underrated story because of just how much, you know, Kaminga and the others have been doing. But we I mean, I think we all and Kerr sort of made it clear, like we expect Trace to get minutes, you know, I mean, he's going to have to be one of our bigs. So mm -hmm. he's going to see minutes and he has a feel already that seems like he can get on the court and, and help out a little bit. Yeah. I like his defensive feel, especially he's a little jump happy, right? When he's trying to, he's trying to go for box and stuff like that. He'll get better at that. But I think his angles that he takes when he's guarding screens, um, his ability to be physical with bigger guys when they played the Kings, um, uh, they, he, he was matched up with Alex Lynn at the end of the game. And Alex Lynn is a huge guy. He's like seven foot, really big dude. And he's just like boxing him out, getting him out of the way, rebounding over him. Um, so I, I like Trace's upside. He's, He's one of those guys who isn't seen as having a ton of upside because he doesn't have a jump shot and he's like a 24-year-old rookie or something like that. But I think he can get a those lot be better. Those be the best rookies. Those be the best right. ones. Right. Those, <laughs> those be the immediate impact guys, right? I think he can in some ways be like a loony type, but like with bounce, like with some with some pop to his athleticism. Um, I want to say he ran a screen and roll against the Lakers with Steph. And obviously, AD jumped out to Steph, and he and Steph dropped it down to TJD, and he jumped right into AD's chest and laid it up like and one. So if he can provide some of that pick and roll pop to the rim, that's huge because guys like that always have high impact with the Warriors in short stints, like Javale and even sometimes Jordan Bell and Damian Jones looked like good players with that type of stuff. So yeah, I think the sky's the limit for for both of our young guys, even though they were seen as low ceiling type of flyer picks when they were made when they were picked in the draft this year yeah i mean right now when i think of our roster i don't really see and obviously you gotta let the regular season start but i don't see anyone who shouldn't get minutes right now right. in the regular season which is a great issue to have mm -hmm. but you know, I just, I don't see it. And that's without even going to potential two ways. Like, I just don't see, like, every single person right now of the 13 players who are definitely signed, they should all see minutes. I mean, we were thinking it was going to be pods, but I think he's made his case for why that should not be the case. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how that's going to all play out. And it's interesting because you can tell like Kerr likes what he sees from pods and that's the kind of player he likes and trusts. But you also brought in Corey Joseph. And, you know, when you bring in guys like that for those deals, they, they sort of want to like honor them. So it's, it's, you know, but like we know there's going to be like rest nights for Chris Paul, right? So like to me, the, those are definite nights where like you can see both of them. But um, 
it's just going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. We don't know what Corey Joseph looks like. So, I mean, he could play himself out of his spot, but um, he's a solid NBA vet. So I don't think he will. So it's going to really be interesting. Yeah. To see how Kerr is going to handle that. Yeah. I think out the gate, Corey Joseph will probably start in. I mean, I don't even know if Corey Joseph or Paz will be in the rotation when once the season starts, right? It's only 48 minutes available at point guard and, Steph and CP are going to probably eat all of those minutes up um, unless they're just blowing a team out or something. But I do think Corey Joseph will start out higher than pods in the depth chart. Yeah. And then eventually it'll, it might flip kind of like JTA and Kaminga a few years ago, you know, cause JTA was like, okay, you're a guy, you're a veteran, you know, our system, but Kaminga is obviously a guy that we view as a long-term piece, higher upside than you um, probably better than you right now. So I think the similar dynamic is going to happen with, with Kojo and, and Pods. But thankfully, I think Corey Joseph is a guy who necessarily wouldn't mind that. Obviously, everybody wants to play, but I don't think he's going to be a locker room uh, bad vibes guy. So I, I, they prioritize vibes and, and professionalism. And I think that's what they're going to get this season, even with the team loaded with so many players who can actually play. For sure. For sure. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Um, before we move on to some just like other miscellaneous things, let's talk about um, our core guys and the new old man and Chris Paul. 
and what we've seen from some of them in the preseason. So we can just like run through them really quickly. Um, so let's start Chris Paul. What? How have you felt about what you've seen from him so far in the preseason? Um, looks looks pretty good offensively. Looks good. I think on defense, um, I don't think him in particular has been necessarily compromising like their defense, right? I do think going a little bit too small can put them in compromising positions against certain matchups. I think like the Lakers, right? Because the Lakers have big guards and they have big guards who run a ton of pick and roll with Anthony Davis and LeBron, who are two of the better role threats in the league. So that's just going to be compromising even if you have size. But um, I think he's looked good on offense. Um, and, you know, we'll just see how the whole starter bench role thing goes. I'm curious to see how that looks when Draymond gets back. But other than that, as far as his individual play, I have no complaints so far. Okay. What about um, Wiggs, you know, um, he was pretty good the other night, but like people were like, mm, he's starting off slow. And did you know people get like so guys <laughs> the preseason? But right. how have you felt about Andrew Wiggins? Defensively, he looks good. Looks, did you know looks his really rib good. was broken. I knew he got a rib injury, um, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, but was I don't remember it being it a broken. broken rib. Yeah, they said it was broke. They said it was did like they uh, say that like- then. I think they said it was like, and a I just doctor. forgot because I just thought it was like a rib injury. Like, no, nah, they said it, they said it was a fracture. I think of that. Like, that's why when people people were talking about that series, it's so funny to me. It's like, bro, he literally he was strapping LeBron the whole time, and then once his rib broke, it didn't. You know, he couldn't right. stop. Him. But I'm uh, sure if I go back and listen to our our podcast, I probably not. I knew that he was injured, and I knew it was enough to affect him, but I just did not recall that it was actually a fracture. Yeah, say so you had trouble breathing and stuff like that. Like it, he was, he was not probably not right. even close to fifty percent at that point after the injury, and that was after his best game in that series too, which is uh, unfortunate. unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the preseason, um, I think defensively he's there. I think offensively they just got to keep figuring each other out with Chris Paul, um, especially without Draymond, because Draymond is usually the guy that can get him the ball the best. Um, you know, using Steph's gravity and Clay's gravity, Draymond's usually the guy that makes that pass to Wiggs. And uh, Draymond's obviously also a better screener than what Chris Paul can offer. So just having two good screeners on the court, like Draymond and Looney, helps Clay and helps Wiggins out a lot. So I think that is probably the biggest reason why both of them haven't looked like peak versions of themselves on offense yet. Um, but main thing I'm looking for with him is defense, because I don't think he's going to be necessarily tasked with scoring 23 24 points a game he's just going to get his solid 17 18 highly efficient and you know he's going to be a defensive monster so uh no complaints with wiggins either well he said he wants to get back to all-star so i mean that will be hard um but you know if the warriors have a really good record and he's playing really great defense he has a chance maybe (laughs) he has a chance we're gonna push the agenda but I mean, work. the year the year he made it, some people were out; they were injured, and that's facts. I feel like there's a potential for all those guys to still be injured. I'm not wishing for that, but it's like, yeah, for sure. You know, and I'm sorry, but like Andrew Wiggins being um, all star is much better pick than Jaron Jackson Jr. being an all star. Like, hey, that shit I ain't fighting stupid. you on that. I ain't that shit was that. stupid. So yeah, no, like if he is, you know. 
I, like if he's not gonna make an all-star, I want him making a defensive team if he's doing that. Like, yeah, that's what I really want. So you know, he gotta make one of the two, but we 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 push him. You know, mm-hmm. you already know me and wigs and how we roll. So and by the way, why the hell do you spell wigs with one G? It's Wiggins, two G's. I need you to stop doing that. It like literally every time I see one of your tweets, I'm like, bro, he's not wearing a hair wig. He has two G's. Oh, I got a meme. Rotted name. Okay. (laughs) I got a (laughs) meme for you. Hold on. Hold on. It is Wigs. W I G G S. Wigs. Wiggins. Wigs. Two G's. Wigs. That's stupid. What you are like you calling me? You what like is that? his face on a pair of wigs? That's dumb. Wigs. Great. Just two G's from now on, please. It's just an extra character. You only get 220 or however many they put. Yo, you're nowhere near the limit. Please. <laughs> it really like it like triggers me. I hate it. I'm like, why does he keep doing this? That's crazy that that's triggering you. It I'm gonna does. put AW. I'm... I'm gonna just put AW. What is it with you all, your generation? What is it with y'all? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Everything is too much. If I type the second G, y'all. I might as well put the I in in there. Like, no, it's literally just, it's it's not wigs, 1G. That is not it. So just stop doing that. Might be. Might be. Might be where? In Justin's head? No, that's not a thing. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. And Clay, I mean, you sort of already alluded to Clay. I, I always think when Dre, well, and the thing about it, I don't even think it would be an issue with Dre being out because Steph also knows how to get Clay going. It's just, I think they're really focused on Clay. I mean, Steph and, and CP developing like some chemistry. And so they've just been like really focused on that. But um, yeah, when Dre is not around, that can impact Clay. Um, and Wiggins, as you noted. So I'm not really concerned about any of them, but um, we don't get to Clay a little bit more in the next block. But um, yeah, I, honestly, I just, I can't worry about the core guys because like they've already just proven themselves. So like, I'm not going to worry about them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Steph has been Steph, you know. I mean, apparently according to his trainer, he hasn't shot the ball better in an off season other than this off season. So. <laughs> he just comes back better every year. Listen, this is it. This is the year he's getting that fucking third MVP, okay? <laughs> this could be, I mean, the way the way their team is set up, if they have a dominant regular season run where they're pushing 60 wins and he's just killing, why not? He'll be in MVP conversations as long as the Warriors at the top because that means he's playing well. It's just, you know... It's these last few years, it's been these goddamn injuries, right? But, I mean, he's going to have to play 65 to make all NBA, and you can't tell me that's not on his brain. It's on all their brains. Yeah, um, I think I think he's going to go for it. I mean, he's talking about Paris and the Olympics and all this type of stuff, so I think he's, he's in just legacy-building mode 
I think right yeah. now. Yeah. And then you, you had Magic coming out talking about does he have three MVPs? Does he have this? Does he have that? And I've always said it. I mean, I know like a lot of people like don't agree with me, especially if you're like Warriors supporters or stuff fans. But I agree. I'm a resume building person. Like I think he can get away with not having a third MVP if he obviously racks up more rings and Finals MVPs. But I really think he does need to get a third MVP. You know, I've said this like every year, so it's not like a new argument for me. Yeah, yeah, it would be nice. I think it would be it would be super cool to see on his uh, on his especially dragon. getting it late in his career because he would be like the only yeah. one. I'm pretty sure he'd be the oldest. Yeah, um, that's yeah. definitely on the agenda for this I year. I want to say since he's gotten in the league, no, LeBron has four since he's gotten in the league, but since he became an All Star. No one has more chips than him in that span. No one has more MVPs than him in that span. But Giannis and Jokic have tied him in that span. It would be nice to him for him to say, no one's got as many as me because I got more than everybody else. That would be pretty cool. And one of them shouldn't have even tied him. So don't even get me started on that. But anyway, <laughs> don't make that fucking face. I'm not sure. You're talking, you talking about Giannis or Jokic? Jokic. Oh. Well, in theory, Jokic could have tied him because I wouldn't have had a problem if he won MVP last year, but he didn't yeah. deserve it that second year. So whatever. It evens out, I suppose. But um, <laughs> yeah, the fuckery. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean, the starters, like I said, I'm not like really concerned about them at all. But, um, you know, we had to at least touch on them a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Draymond Green has not played at all in the preseason but I think he's going to play opening night. I do. Like, even if they just put him on a minutes restriction, I have a feeling he's going to play. But, I mean, I said that when the injury first happened, even before I knew, even before they were like, oh, four to six weeks, three, whatever. I'm like, I think he's going to play. <laughs> and then it was just like by the next day, like, oh, the swelling's down a lot. And he was like walking. I'm just like, he's playing. Right. He said he was a fast healer. Right. Um, yeah, I think he's going to play it. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he played the last preseason game. Actually, I might be, but that would be a pleasant surprise. Um, but yeah, I definitely pencil him in for the first game. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think as long as he gets some time in training camp with them, they're probably going to feel comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll probably be off the bench uh, in a minutes restriction, but... Just minutes restriction. We don't need to take him off the bench. The no, Chris Paul thing, just we don't need to delay the inevitable. Just get <laughs> the fucking No Steve. He knows. <laughs> no. Steve don't even want Chris Paul starting. So I don't yeah, see why. No. I hope, but in it's pretty clear two... that like that's not the plan. Yeah. And I and I want to see in, in one of these last two or both them bring him off the bench and just start either Kaminga or Dario at the four and just see how that looks. You know what I mean? Just to be like, yo, Draymond is coming back to this spot. Let's just see. You know, we, we saw how Steph looked with you and, and Clay and stuff like that. All right, let's get serious. <laughs> and let's just, you know, do our two big thing in the in the starting lineup and have you and Kaminga linked in the second, uh, second unit and stuff like that. And let's see. But... Who knows how they how they want to play it?
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Let's, 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 let's move on to a couple of other things, shall we? Um... That 13th, I mean, that 14th spot, because we know they're not filling the 15th. Do you want it to go to Rudy Gay? Have you liked what you've seen from him? I do want it to go to Rudy Gay, but I would like to see more of him in these last two preseason games. Um, I looked through a ton of his film from last year, and he is still really good on defense, like really good. He's one of those guys that's, um, you have like just good defensive players, and then you have guys who are kind of like defensive playmaker types. Right. Andre Godal is like a defensive playmaker type where he's just getting strip steals and he's just making something out of nothing that leads to easy offense. Uh, Gary Payton is probably like the best version of this in the league right now. Um, So Rudy Gay is kind of like that as a forward. No, he can guard centers. He's bigger than people realize. Like he's like six, nine with like a seven foot plus wingspan. He's like 250. So he's super solid. He can he can guard big centers. He can guard fours, and then he can kind of switch a little bit on the perimeter. And he has dumb long arms, so he can block shots, get steals, and stuff like that. He can't jump nearly as high as he used to jump. He barely gets off the ground now, but he's really smart at this point in his career. So I don't see any better candidates right now. And I think he can play that Andre Godala role in 2022, where he just comes in super solid defensively, and they can just lock teams down for like our Jeff Green. Like the Nuggets had last year. Yeah, yeah. Similar to like Jeff Green can just provide a little bit more. I want to see his shot come around because he didn't shoot the ball well last year, but like literally his entire career before that, before last year, he shot decent from three. Um, If he can do that, like if he can knock down like 36, 37% of his threes, rebound and play super solid defense, that's a really, really good guy to have in your 14th spot, I think. And he's been mentoring the young guys so far from what everybody said, Paz, yeah. Joku. So, like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of locked in on him at the 14th spot. But I want to see him play more in the preseason just to see what he looks like. So that would be 14 actual players they can put on the court. 14 of them. You know how I felt. Because when you was bringing up names, what did I keep saying? No, I don't want him. <laughs> I want JTA. I was like, I don't want Andre Iguodala back. When everybody's like, nope. I, I want, want all guys who can get on the damn court and play. Like, y'all thought yeah. I was doing mean, but I've been saying that, right, Justin? Yeah, I think they learned a lesson from last year for sure. I mean, I think even Lester can get in. And Garuba's probably going to play a little bit too. So with the 
you know, 15 spot is probably going to go to one of those two guys. So now you're looking at 16 um, players that can get on the court and play. Um, Jerome Robinson got to go. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to convert any of those two ways anytime soon, though. Right, so. no time soon. They, they'll probably play in the regular season, though. Depending on, you know, because they'll keep that 15 spot open, so they'll have one of them available to play, kind of like the he who should not be named last year. So glad he's gone. No team has picked him up, right? He's, like, going to, like, New Zealand or something. Like he's overseas. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Not even there you go. He shouldn't be playing at all, but out of the NBA. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now if we could just get Miles Bridges and Kevin Porter Jr. out. Man. And all the ones we don't know. And about. apparently Josh Jackson too. Even though I don't think Josh is in the NBA anymore. That's ridiculous. And I swear if I see Draymond Green put up one fucking post about Miles Bridges. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So we're all in on Rudy. I like Rudy. Yeah. Seems like a good dude. Yeah. He hasn't had the opportunity. How come likes him? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's literally just sliding right into the Andre role. So, I think it's naturally happening. They should just let it happen. And then I think he can still play a little bit. So. And hopefully when he plays, then he won't miss, like, the next month, <laughs> two months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He seems way sturdier. Than, than Andre because he don't jump like Andre's old but he'll still try to dunk on you and stuff like that it's like bro relax and then break his back yeah. <laughs> literally every time he got hurt last year was because he did something athletic it's like bro just chill um so the last thing I just want to hit really quickly is um the fake reports and I say fake because like people trying to make it a thing this whole like clay and the warriors being far apart and that could all be true, but Clay's not going anywhere. And I'm saying Clay's not going anywhere for this reason. Clay could want all kinds of contract. Like, you're not getting that. He's going to come to the realization that Draymond has it. You're not getting those contracts anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. So you're going to take the team-friendly deal, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Because, and even if there is a team willing to play you, again, you like you going to Detroit, you going to some bad team. Right. Like, there's no good team that's going to give you the contract that you're looking for. No good team has the money. It's just, it's literally the same thing as Draymond. I don't that's know. That's why I'm like not even worried about it. And yeah. like, you want to finish your career with the Warriors. You don't want to go anywhere else. So like, this is all this posturing is like nonsensical. You're not getting it. Like the war and and like honestly, Mike Dunleavy does not feel those sentimental attachments to y'all. Like Bob, oh. he does not. So you guys are not getting Kobe contracts. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they'll give Steph a think... Kobe contract. You're talking about a guy they weren't even willing to give a no trade clause to, and now Mike Dunleavy's in there. So I just, but if the only person who will get a Kobe contract, if it happens, is Steph. That's it. Like you're yeah. not getting one. And I don't even think Clay's asking for that. I, I don't think he's asking for a max. It's probably just like ten to twelve million that he wants. That they're probably just like, yeah, go ahead, see if you can get it somewhere else, and we'll match it. But if not, this is what you're gonna get. And then Clay is probably like, all right, I'll just wait a little bit. You know, I don't I even mean, think it's one of those. If he has like a crazy season. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he's probably like, I'll just bet on myself and you'll, you know, you'll see yada, yada, yada. But I don't think they're going to give him anything crazy. I don't think he's even asking for anything crazy. It's just more so like trying to like 
negotiate a little bit. Like, let me get a little bit more money. Like, and they're like, no. oh, keep a little bit more money. No, yeah. you got two years of being paid max money <laughs> when you didn't do it. And I get it. It wasn't your fault, but you got two years for that. And also they sort of view the second year as your fault. So <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. They feel he didn't attack his rehab in the proper way. And so, and I don't know, we'll never know, but like, they do feel like that. So. Yeah. I mean, I really don't think it's that tense of a uh, situation. I think it's just them trying to get, you know, trying to, Clay's just trying to get the most as he can get within reason. Oh, I don't think it's I just think like I need them to stop this, but it's like Clay is not going anywhere. Um, but like you're just also not getting. You're gonna do it. You're gonna be do a Draymond deal. I just need you to wrap your head yeah. around. That. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah that range. Maybe even a little, maybe a little lower. Maybe not, but somewhere in that range, like twenty two to twenty seven a year. No, Drake got twenty five. That's that's pretty much a Draymond deal. He got no. He got he got what? Four years, a hundred million, front loaded. I think. No, it was back loaded. Back loaded. Yeah. So the last years are like twenty six, twenty seven, something like that. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. like somewhere in that higher than twenty, but lower than thirty. What year was an option though? Yeah. It's a player option, but it was an option. Yeah. At that point, is they're gonna be in lottery? Because I ain't want nobody having more than three years, but whatever. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, like you said, I don't think it's tense. It's just, it is what it is. It's going to be annoying to hear about all season if they don't get the deal done before the season starts. But it's really not anything that's. Yeah, I don't think it's getting done before the season starts. I think it's going to be. And I actually, I think unless he just comes off of it and the team like is willing to agree some great deal, I don't think they should do it because give him something to play for so he does not act silly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. And it's also just the the whole financial what they what's the word they kept saying? Optionality. That that in the off season, right? When you got CP's contract to play with, you can trade that, bring in somebody maybe, and then retain Clay using his bird rights afterwards. I think that's how that could work. I don't know. But if Clay's already on the books, then you're you're already over the cap. Or just I don't know. Is it makes more sense to wait? I think from the team standpoint, and it probably makes more sense to wait from an individual standpoint. So yeah, I think that's what they're gonna do. All right. Well, that is all I got for today, Justin. Do you have anything else you wanted to touch on? No, nah, that would have been crazy if that that um, ESPN note would have been like Clay Thompson signs new. <laughs> That would have been crazy. Um, no, it was just about Austin Eckler. Got you. We're not talking any football, so. No, nah, we're not talking football. Uh, Both yeah. the 49ers and Eagles lost, so I can't. Uh, Eagles pissed me off. I'm like, man, y'all have a chance to be the only undefeated team that went in there <laughs> and acted like they didn't understand this time. Man, I was so mad. Yeah. But whatever. So, yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate you as always. Uh, Really, you do need, if you haven't watched this or listened to this, 
um, via YouTube. You want to go back and rewatch so you can see Justin's big hair because it is a sight to see. Okay. Mr. CEO, thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate y'all as always. Make sure you're following us on Golden Spaces Pod on Instagram and Twitter X. Ah, that name is so silly. X, just ridiculous. But follow us at Golden Spaces Pod. Make sure you're downloading. Make sure you're telling a friend. Make sure you're leaving a positive review. Make sure you're leaving us a five star rating. Um, we're available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're following us on ninety five point seven The Games Instagram. I mean, um, YouTube, you can find Golden Spaces episodes on 95.7 The Games YouTube channel. So many ways to watch and access us. We appreciate you so much. We're looking forward to this new season of Immaculate Vibes starting and going for number five in the Steph Curry era Mm -hmm. of the Warriors. So until next time, guys, take care.